This is a Ring Scoops Newswire service. For details on a complete range of our programs, go to ringscoops.com. What's up, wrestling fans? Webmaster Wade here, Ring Scoops Newscast. I'm going to try to do these on a nightly or bi-nightly basis. Um, just very quick newscast, kind of run down some of the headline news in the world of professional wrestling for the day. Uh, today is Sunday, March 7th, 2021. It is 9.40 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the moment. And the AEW Revolution pay-per-view just finished about an hour ago or so. Uh, it took place from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. According to the sheet here, the attendance was 1,300 people. Uh, during this pay-per-view, they announced that the next AEW pay-per-view is going to be Double or Nothing, which will take place at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida on May 30th. So it's not going to be in Vegas. It's going to be in Jacksonville. Uh, for this pay-per-view here, it uh, AEW, they partnered with Cinemark Theaters to air Revolution and select movie theaters, which is kind of cool. Uh, kind of doing the closed circuit thing. I remember a few years ago, WWE did that with WrestleMania and a couple select pay-per-views. So it's kind of cool to see that they're doing that again, especially with everything with going on with the pandemic, uh, kind of straightening out, moving in the right direction. I know here in California, everybody's looking for April 1st to kind of be the date that a lot of things start to reopen, such as amusement parks and, and other outside uh, locations and sporting events and whatnot. But um, big things happened here at the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. Big things popping, little things stopping, right? Uh, and we will get to the big things. We will get to some of the little things. <laughs> it's a mixed bag of reactions for the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. Um. First off, let's get to some of the some of the before we get to the the hardcore like results of the show, like the matches. Um, two things here. One, there was a uh, surprise announcement of a new superstar in AEW. Actually, there was two really. There was the one that was hyped up, right? A future Hall of Famer, somebody that's gonna be a great asset to the company. And then there was a surprise one that they announced uh, in one of the matches. And I'm excited for both of these announced superstars that have just signed with AEW. And it's kind of got me kind of uh, got my attention, got my eye on AEW a little bit more than usual. So that's a good thing. But let me go over the results on the pre-show, in a tag team match, we saw Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Maki Ito, which I just, I love Maki Ito. Um, they defeated uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa. Uh, it wasn't that bad of a match. They got some really good time. Almost went a full 15 minutes. Um, pretty pretty good match for a pre-show. Uh, I, I would have loved to have seen it on the actual show, you know, a little higher on the card, considering the talent involved in the in the match. But I mean, I'm not going to complain too much about the card placement here. 
Um, that's not uh, with this event in retrospect with this event in particular, it just doesn't really, it's not the sword or the hill that I want to die on. Um, in the actual opening match to the, the pay-per-view, it was for the AEW world tag team championship, the young bucks going in as the champions. They defeated the inner circle, Chris Jericho and MJF, uh, pretty decent, uh, tag team match. Uh, nothing that I, I'm going to complain too much about with that match. Uh, almost went 20 minutes shy of like the 18 minute mark. Um, for an opening match, I've always been a firm believer that tag team matches are really good opening matches. And these four that participated in this match did, did a good job. Uh, decent match. Young Bucks retained their titles. Uh, the next match on the card was the casino tag team Royale for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Death Triangle um, won. Uh, it was uh, Ray Phoenix. He was he won it pretty much by last eliminating Jungle Boy. And uh, what can I say about this other than it, it, it was your uh, typical AEW uh, multi-man battle royal type of match. You know, um, that's all I could say about that. That's pretty much what it was. Nothing too crazy or over the top uh, went down in this one compared to other ones. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? Almost a half hour. It was like 20, almost 27 minutes. Uh, just in I, I'm giving out the times of these matches just in case anybody, you know, hasn't seen the event. They want to see it. They kind of want to get an idea of how long some of the matches are. So you can prepare yourself. So you can settle in when you go to watch it. Uh, the fourth match on the total card was for, it was a singles match for the AEW women's world championship. Um, the Karushita defended against Rio Mizunami. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, I thought that that was an excellent match. These two women, they tore it down. They worked very well with each other. Obviously, they got a lot of chemistry, a lot of history with each other. They worked very snug. It was definitely a uh, a Japanese-style matchup. Uh, it was a, a fresh matchup, uh compared to a lot of the other counterparts uh, here in mainstream wrestling in, in the United States. Uh, so it was, it was a nice change of pace between these two competitors to see them and in, in, in get it on in the ring the, the, the way they did for the, the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Sheeta is a phenomenal talent. She has got a bright future in this business. I, I can't wait to see more of her work. Anytime that I have seen uh, clips or matches of hers, it, it's it's always left me with a smile on my face. The next matchup on AEW Revolution is a tag team match. You got Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford defeating the best friends, um, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, the women's uh, world title match went 15 a little over 15 minutes. Uh, this match here with Miro and Kip Sabian and whatnot, that was uh, just shy of the eight-minute mark. Um, that wasn't too bad of a match either. I, I personally would have swapped that match 
with the uh, with the women's tag match in the pre-show. Uh, after that was the uh, the big money match. Uh, by the way, Miro and Kip Sabian, they defeated, yeah, they defeated best friends. I think I said that. Uh, the big money match where the winner receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings. It's a hell of a stipulation there. Uh, big money Matt Hardy taking on Hangman Adam Page. And this match was uh, almost 15 minutes. Um, I thought this was a very good match, a very solid match between these two guys. Uh, phenomenal in-ring work. Like I was telling my buddy, the DA, when we were watching this, was like it kind of felt like this was one of those um, finishing school type of matches for a guy like Adam Page. He was he went in there against a guy like Matt Hardy, a very seasoned veteran, a, a, a seasoned pro, a man with a almost three decades of experience in the ring, and he was able to hang with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy put him over. Adam Page won the match, and. It was just well-paced match. The story that was told in the ring was absolutely phenomenal between these two guys. They didn't overdo anything. And they had really good chemistry with each other. Adam Page and Matt Hardy, I would like to see more from these guys down the road. Obviously, with a match like this, the big money match, you know, I think it kind of leaves it open for them to have a little bit more matches. They, they could easily do something where... Matt Hardy, you know, has another stipulation down the road where he gets his earnings back or whatnot, or, you know, I mean, it wasn't a, it was a, it wasn't a, a gimmick match to end a feud. It was a match with a big stipulation. So they can go from there is what I'm trying to say. There's room for more out of these two guys. And I hope that they do. I hope that we go into double or nothing. As a matter of fact, perfect title for it, right? The event is called double or nothing. You build for for your big finale match and you do double or nothing with the earnings, right? So if Page wins, not only does he get the first quarter earnings, but he gets the second quarter earnings, a double or nothing. And I mean, for that, Matt Hardy would have to win something else other than just the nothing, right? To get his earnings back. But, you know, you could... I don't know. The skeletons for something big and something good are, are there. The skeletons there for it. Uh, a lot of matches. Uh, we have the uh, face of the revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT championship match. It's funny, right? Because we had the casino battle royal thing. And then we've got this uh, ladder match for the championship, for the TNT championship. It's almost like... The rankings don't matter to determine contenders. But you didn't hear that from me, I guess, right? That just poking fun here. Uh, ladder match uh, went a little over 23 minutes. It featured Max Caster, Penta, Lance Archer, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, and the newest signing to AEW. That being... Ego Ethan Page, who I'm a huge fan of, coming over from Impact Wrestling, making his AEW debut at Revolution. Uh, Scorpio Sky was the ultimate winner of the ladder match, which I applaud because Scorpio Sky is one of the best talents out there in the world of professional wrestling today. 
He comes from out here in SoCal. I have worked with Sky many times when I did commentary for the Empire Wrestling Federation. Um, I've edited a lot of his matches. I've called a lot of his matches. I've had a couple conversations with the guy at some of the shows that we've worked together. He's an outstanding worker in in and out of the ring. He's an outstanding person. He's a stand-up citizen. He's everything that you can think of that is a perfect individual. Scorpio Sky, if if you haven't picked up on what I'm trying to say here, Scorpio Sky is definitely got the ring scoops approval. Uh, not that he needs it, but his talent speaks for himself. Actions speak louder than words. Scorpio Sky is going to get a TNT championship match down the road. All right, we got two more matches, but there's a big announcement. Who is the future Hall of Famer? Who is the man that could be a great asset to AEW? Who's the new big signing that Paul White said on Dynamite that AEW has grabbed? Who is this person, you may be asking? He is none other then Captain Charisma, Christian Cage. Ep, Christian Cage is all elite. And for those that have followed my projects the last 21 years, knows that Christian is in my top three favorite wrestlers of all time. He's number three right behind Ultimo Dragon and Shawn Michaels. Christian has got me turning my head. What? And I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to AEW to see what they do with Christian Cage. I'm very biased for Christian Cage. I'm a huge mark for the guy. I'm just straight up telling you guys right now. There's a lot of things that this guy could do that I'm just going to mark out over. But I guess, hey, AEW is the perfect place, right? Because that's what everybody does that watches AEW. They just mark out just for the hell of marking out. So you bet your bottom fucking dollar I'm going to be doing that with Christian Cage. All right, let's wrap this up here. We got two more matches, right? We got a street fight. Darby Allen and Sting defeated Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. It was a cinematic match. The very beginning of it had a lot of Fast and Furious vibes with the car and whatnot. Um, then they went into a very dark and dungy looking performance center kind of looking venue. Um... You know what, I'm just not going to say anything bad about this match. It had plenty of moments that made me pop a little bit. And and I think as far as, you know, what you do with a guy like Sting, a cinematic match works. You can get a lot of stuff out of Sting with matches like that. Just don't overdo it. I hope he's not going to be in this situation where he's going to be fighting like every pay-per-view or you know, taking bumps every other week or whatnot. I think you need to use Sting very sparingly after this. And um, it is what it is. It, 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 was, it was all right. It was all right. Now we got our main event. Oh, by the way, the, 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 going back to that ladder match, 23 minutes. The street fight cinematic match, almost 14 minutes. And now the main event that went 25 minutes. 
was the exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega with Don Callis defeated John Moxley. Um, the match itself wasn't bad, man. Was not bad at all. It had some some cool moments. It had some cool effects. It had some good spots. It had a lot of blood. It had some some little mini explosions here and there. Uh, I I loved the way that John Moxley used the exploding barbed wire to get out of a pinfall. Very good spot there. Uh, at the end of the time limit, though, the ring was supposed to explode. As they said on commentary, there's no failsafe that's going to explode and blow up anyway. Which, from a logic standpoint, I'm like, well, I guess you guys just don't want to have any more TV shows after this, right? Because you're going to blow your ring up, and you still got to do television Wednesday. But, hey, fuck me. Who am I, right? But anyway, the match ends before that. Moxley gets his ass cooked by, gets his ass kicked by a, a bunch of goons, right? And then um, Eddie Kingston runs out as the, it's supposed to explode, and he covers Moxley like he's going to save him. And then sparklers go off in the ring posts, and we get a couple little pyro blow-offs, like the old Bret Hart 90s pyro, Shockmaster style almost, right? And uh, then they, that's it. And the internet has ran with this. There are so many bad takes bad reactions i i've i see some people that are like oh you can't you can't you know tear apart an entire pay-per-view because of what one person said or anything right or uh because of you know i guess the, the tweet that i read here it sucks that people are going to let a few sparklers destroy the rest of the pay-per-view for them nah you know, no one, no one is tearing apart the pay per view, lady. This person that tweeted this out. Um, no one is tearing apart the pay per view. They're tearing apart the ending. That you know, there's a big difference. In my review and what I had to say about this pay per view, did I talk shit about the pay per view? No, I didn't. Did I say that it sucked? No, I didn't. Did I say that it was unwatchable? No. It had its moments. There were some matches. There's some solid work on this pay per view. I'm not tearing the pay-per-view apart. I'm not saying it sucked. I'm not saying don't watch it. The end did not deliver. And it was funny. You can still, you can be a fan of the product and you can still laugh at it. There's a lot of things in the WWE. There's things in Impact. There's things all over. Stuff that I'm a fan of. I make fun of it because what's funny is funny. If something is funny, you can laugh at it. it does, you know, you can be a fan and you can still laugh. That's the thing, man. The same thing with like with politics and shit. There were things I laughed at in the last couple of years. And people were like, wait a minute, why are you laughing at that? I thought you were like, you know, thought this was like your guy or something like that. I laugh equally, man. I'll laugh at anybody. I don't care. If it's funny, it's funny. I laugh at myself. I do shit that's that's stupid all the time. I laugh at myself. You know? That's what we do. The ending, the, the, the pyro, the sparklers, it sucked. It was funny. We can make fun of it. Who gives a crap? Stop taking yourself and the company serious. Deep down, and, and deep down and on the surface, it just doesn't matter. 
if somebody's laughing at this, is it going to affect the way you're going to wake up tomorrow? Are you going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, my day is shit because somebody laughed at the pay-per-view? It's not. So get over yourself, right? It's, it's, it's entertaining shit. It's funny as hell. It's a good laugh. All right? All right. We good? We good. Cool. I didn't expect this to go 20 minutes. I was, it's supposed to be a newscast. It turned out to be a full pay-per-view recap and, and, and thoughts. So I, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to do a Ring Scoops podcast with some of the bells and whistles this week. But these newscasts aren't supposed to be this long. It's supposed to be anywhere between five and ten minutes where I kind of just go over the the news with more facts, more news, less opinion kind of thing. But it didn't happen in this. Anyway, there you go. That's it. AEW Revolution. That's all I got to say about that. And uh, don't forget, check out Ring Scoops on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, all of those things. Username at Ring Scoops. Pretty much the ones I mentioned. If I didn't mention it, I probably don't have it. It's not, probably not us. You just check out ringscoops.com and get, you know, ringscoops.com is the hub. That's where you get everything. Or you can go to the Twitter and check and click on the, the on the link tree. So there you go. Um, all right, that's it. I'm out. Thanks for listening. Be cool. <laughs>